0: Welcome to Rhyme and Reason. I'm Christina Dillsdale. And I'm Sadie Jones. And we got another episode for y'all today. hmm But we're in a different location. Yep,
1: we're recording in my house instead of Christina's house. I wouldn't say living room mm. or dining room. It's more just kitchen-adjacent table space. The main room. The main The main room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a
0: different different location this time. Maybe it sounds different. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out.
1: Let us know if you notice any differences. Still working on the podcast room. We'll give you more updates when there's more stuff with that. Hopefully next week we can can record in there. Even if it's just
0: us on the floor in -hmm. the podcast
1: room. Mm -hmm. We might record in there next week.
0: Yay!
1: So excited. Yeah.
0: No other housekeeping updates, I don't think. I don't think think so. we're pretty
1: much good. Nothing from our mailbag yet. Make sure you guys write in if you have anything you'd like to write in about. Mm-hmm. We are very excited that Sadie's home. She's Yay! back in town Woo-hoo! from her little adventure back home. Mm-hmm. Traveling back to
0: Minnesota. Yeah. All right. But now that we're back here, we got stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. So this week, we are going to be talking about the phrase to be a peeping Tom. Um, so I think generally most people knows what this means. Uh, it's typically a man who watches naked women without their knowledge or consent, or a man who watches people having sex without their knowledge or consent, um, in a very voyeuristic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought it was just watching like a lady. I never thought about people having sex part but i guess that's pretty common part of the definition yeah
0: i mean i know it could go that far and to be very invasive so i guess from pop culture things i usually thought of it as just like spying like yeah somewhat like a pubescent boy like Oh my gosh, there's someone in a bathing suit. Like getting excited and peeping in that sense, but I I didn't realize it went quite that far.
1: Yeah, I always thought of it as a little less invasive, mm-hmm. I guess, and more of just like pat them on the hand kind of. But no, that's that's full. No, yeah, it's very <laughs> the the Bad. common definition is very intrusive, which is, you yeah, know, we I mean, it makes sense. Learn something. Yeah. Um the origin of this phrase is Pretty interesting. So this is the part of the phrase that I found the most interesting. Okay. Um, the origin of the phrase stems from a 13th century English legend. Uh, the original legend first appeared in the I'm going to say this wrong, Floris Historium. Um, uh, the translation is the History of Flowers, and was later adapted by author Roger Wendover with many. Legends kind of in the typical fashion, the story did evolve from a real place and real people, huh. um, but the actual event of the legend most likely never occurred right. And um, Roger was known as an author to carry on in this way where he would take stories and add his own embellishments over time, kind of change things and make it a little bit different. The Brothers um, Grimm did the same thing exactly a little more exciting for people so. Let's get into the actual legend. Legend time! Woo! So we'll start at the beginning with the real person. So the legend is based off of a woman and her husband. The woman's name is Countess Godiva of Mercia. Uh, She was an English noblewoman who, along with her husband, gave very, very generously to religious entities and houses. Uh, Their gifts included precious metals, jewelry, uh, one that is... Off off the charts, in my opinion, a life-size crucifix made of gold and silver. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, As a donation to the church. Um, And then also a gold-fringed vestment for the clergy to wear. Uh, Their biggest place they donated was St. Paul's Cathedral in London. London. Okay. They were some of the most prominent Anglo-Saxon donors to the church. And I was really excited about that. So I was like, oh, let's look up some of their donations. They must have saved it. No. The clergy. They don't keep a record of it? Oh, they kept a record of it. The clergy was like, Oh, thank you so very much for this gold and silver crucifix. Let me just boil it down to bullion and go ahead and use that. Uh, yeah. So they either boiled it down. Or sold it, or sent it back to Normandy, or like wherever they were from. I mean, that's more efficient use for the church. I mean, thank you. I love it. It's so let beautiful. me just
0: hang it right here next to the other crucifix. The many crucifixes.
1: <laughs> um, crucify? Now that's a word. Um, and so <laughs> the crazy thing, though, is uh, Lady Godiva and her husband didn't know about them doing this. So they were just, you know. Giving generously <laughs> to the church to to show their faith, and the clergy was yeah. like, yeah. "Thank Thanks. you so much. You're I'm rich now. We appreciate it. it. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much." Yeah. <laughs> <You're just> good. <laughs> uh, Lady Godiva said, lived so on, holding ownership of all her lands until her death, sometime around the Norman Conquest between 1066 and 1086. And the reason there's such a huge um, disparity in length mm. is there was a essentially a countrywide census going on. And they visited two times in 66 and then in 86 and Um. 66. She was still alive. Eighty-six, she had passed on. So, so she died somewhere, somewhere in between those times. Uh, and thing of note for her, she was the only woman landowner after the Norman Conquest. Oh, that's cool. The only one recorded. So, and that was because she inherited her husband's mm-hmm. holdings, and she held on to them regardless of all the wars and different changes that <laughs> were going on. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly, she was in life a very, very strong woman. Um, who went against the grain of the traditional place and role of a woman mm-hmm. in that time frame. This is the 13th century, you said? Mm-hmm. Well, this was in 1066, 1086. So the, oh, the legend was recorded in the 13th century. Though, but it happened hundreds much, of years before. Much before that. Um, so this is actually where the legend comes into play. So okay. according to the legend, Lady Godiva felt that her husband was taxing the people of Coventry too harshly and appealed to him to re- The oppressive taxation Uh, However her husband refused to listen to her He was like nah get out of here with that stuff So she kept asking And she repeatedly repeatedly would ask him Over and over But her pleas kind of fell on deaf ears He really didn't care He liked how rich he was and how rich they were getting um, Based off these taxes Uh, She kept asking and asking um, And he finally got super annoyed Of her asking him So he's like okay here's the deal I will stop taxing these people, but you only have to do one little thing. Just one thing for me, and I'll stop doing it. And she was like, okay, what is it? I'll do anything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And he said, all you need to do is ride your horse through town, completely naked, clothed Ah. only in your hair. Uh, So just that, just that little, just that little thing. Well, one, that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Two,
0: that's incredibly unheard of for a woman to do something like that in those times. He would be shut, like, degrading his Uh wife and she wouldn't have any social standing anymore.
1: Yeah, especially a woman of nobility. So that's why he said it. He was like, great, this will shut her up. She will not do this. Good, I don't have to hear her asking. And to his surprise, she was like, all right. (laughs) And so she... Not being the typical woman Mm -hmm. uh, Sent out a decree to the town Stating, hey, I'm gonna ride through town Naked in order to remove these oppressive Taxes. In return, I need You guys to stay inside. Nobody come Outside. Nobody look and shut All of your windows also. So He never put any stipulations Like that on the request. So she's like Yeah, I'll totally do it. Just no one will see me So everybody in the town Agreed. Everybody went inside They shut their doors Except for one person, Tom of course. So Tom, who was a tailor in this story, um, kind of peeped out from the inside of his house. Um, some f- places say he was... Like a shutter? Mm-hmm, through, like, a shutter or, like, a, a window closing. Some piece, places say bush, but all the same, he peeped at her writing if, through town. If this was more than a legend and legitimately happened, I
0: don't think Tom was the only one peeping.
1: Right, you would think. Or this is, like, an absurdly honest town. But also... The funny thing to me that they never specify in here is if he peeped, somebody caught him. So who was he peeping on? Exactly. But they don't talk about that. Of course not. Unless Tom was just, like, super honest and... Like, <gasps> I feel really bad about this. <laughs> I told her I wasn't peeping, I looked. I, I did, I did it. it. I had to. I had to look at her.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so, anyway, Tom peeped at her, and as a result the people of Co- Coventry banded together and blinded him. Oh my God. So he would never look at anything ever again. I was like, whoa, dude, that's really, really, really intense. But you know, yeah, that's a legend. Um, So Lady Godiva's husband, good on his word, repealed the taxes and everybody was happy. Hooray, go Coventry. Um, there is a monastery built at the site where supposedly she wrote started her ride through town Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where it plays into the legend is the actual person her actual husband did build that monastery Um, and since they were both prominent donors to the church Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of estimated or guesstimated that they did that specifically because the legend actually happened. As a result, he was like, fine, I'll take all the tax money I was using. And use it to build a monastery. Exactly. But it can't be proven. There's no written record that that's why he did that or that the story actually happened.
0: But it's nice. to like, they built it because... She was amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, and that's the whole of the legend. Okay. Um, there are a couple variations on this legend Um, mostly to the punishment of Tom. Like what they
0: did to him for peeping?
1: Yes. So, some versions state he was struck blind by God, rather than the townspeople. That would fit in line with the theme of this story. Exactly. And also, then nobody else caught him. God, omnipresent God. Right, because God can see. Exactly. So, God caught him and struck him blind. Um, and an alternate version from that is God struck him dead. That's intense. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is really funny to me because he would just be another dead guy. I guess you wouldn't know it was specifically because How would people tell the story? Right. Oh, he found Tom. He's he's dead. Maybe he had enough time to write a note. Yeah, right. <laughs> she was so beautiful, oh my god, I'm dying. Cause it was worth bolt. it though. It was totally worth it. <laughs> Um, Another notable aspect Is the name Tom itself So Tom is a name that really didn't happen Tom or Thomas In that area with the people who were presiding over it When the story uh, supposedly took place Mm -hmm. So it's another thing Where people are stating that Roger kind of, that was one of his embellishments to add at the end of the tale Mm -hmm. and throw that Peeping Tom
0: name in there. Or it might just be a symbol or showing how he contributed to the legend because he was picking names that he was familiar with. Exactly.
1: You know, centuries down the line. Um, So Lady Godiva or Countess Godiva, most notably Lady Godiva. Uh, was, has been featured in many, many, many different works of art, mm-hmm. um, most of which are actually housed in the Herbert Art Gallery and Museum in Coventry itself, where the stories supposedly took place. Oh. Um, in the monastery I mentioned earlier, there is a stained glass um, representation of her also, mm-hmm. um, which again ties into people saying like, oh, clearly it was them who donated this to the people, because why would they just put a, a regular person instead of a saint Or religious figure in the stained glass Mm -hmm. There are also loads of songs That feature her name Or have the legend somehow incorporated in them The one I'm most familiar with Is Queen's Don't Stop Me Now Mm
0: -hmm. They have
1: the line I'm a racing car passing by like Lady Godiva So
0: once I...
1: Did this, I was like, oh yeah, I've said that like a thousand times. <laughs> I know this. And never clicked in my head. um Shel Silverstein also wrote the song Hey Lady Godiva, which was recorded by the band Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. um It contains the following line in the chorus I don't know much about horses, but you sure picked a funny way to ride them. <laughs> so, again, you know, alluding back to the fact she wrote it naked. Um, And for everybody out there listening who recognize the name Godiva, yes, Godiva chocolates are named after Lady Godiva, and their emblem is her on a horse. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's their chocolates and liqueurs and all the things that they make. In more recent times, things dealing with voyeurism and peeping Tom, uh, there was actually a Netflix documentary called Voyeur about a gentleman who bought and then remodeled a hotel to watch people without their consent. Um, And he kept very detailed journals of who he saw, in what room, um, what they did, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The story itself, you guys should really watch the documentary. Um, It's kind of... Available on Netflix. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been shown to not be truthful in every way. A lot of the paperwork and the dates of the journals don't line up. Um and it's getting hard to uh, it is very difficult to prove that the hotel existed in that way because it, it has been torn down. So, so it's hard to prove if it even happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if he was just writing pure fiction, just making things, or somewhere in between. Um, it's elaborating a, it, on it, mm-hmm. actually went down. It's a really uncomfortable documentary, but it it is very interesting. Um, it's also been in a couple TV shows recently. I guess most notably is Alfred Hitchcock' uh, Rear Window movie. He's a voyeur in that movie. I mean, that's all he can do is see what his neighbors are up to. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. He doesn't use it in the creepy sense. The creepy, well, kind of because he watches that
1: girl, that one ballerina or whatever he calls her.
0: He does briefly. He feels clearly feels like I shouldn't be looking at this. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think that's the only moment that there's that sort of scene in the yeah. movie. Otherwise, he's trying to, like, solve a murder. Right. <laughs> um, Spoilers for Rear Window. Yeah. It's old, guys.
1: I hope you've seen it by now. Decades old. Um. But, yeah, that's the whole thing. So I, I found that it stemmed from... A legend that seems to have nothing to do with what we commonly use it now Mm -hmm. um the most interesting part i didn't really know about yeah i find the
0: the legend of uh how they were connected to the monasteries and the religion and Mm -hmm. i want to know what her relationship with her husband must have been like
1: yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> and or even
0: like the relationship between her and the nobility of that region and the townsfolk for them to have idolized her so much, mm-hmm. regardless of the legend. But what I want to know what really was going on in that time frame, or with mm-hmm. her and the townspeople, for them to idolize her and love her so much. Yeah, and what she did for uh, them.
1: That region, it's really interesting. I'm not going to get into it because it would be ages on here, but. Um, it's a lot to do with the Anglo Saxons and then the Norman conquest and the switch of power back and forth in those mm-hmm. time zones. And um, that's something m- maybe we can get into a little more deeper history in a different episode, but. That power shift going back and forth played a huge aspect into why the people of Coventry really loved her and idolized her because she was one of them. And then she fought for them also. There you go. So it's it's an interesting, interesting tale. But yeah, I, I was really glad that it actually did tie into Godiva Chocolates. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Cool. I've, I learned...
0: I learned a lot about that one today because I was thinking it was more like what we talked about at the beginning, like innocent spying, mm-hmm. like boy, like puberty boys trying to get their first glimpse of a girl in a bathing suit right. or their underwear or whatever. But it can take pretty dark turns in pop culture
1: mm-hmm. or
0: reality also. And the phrase peeping Tom sounds. It doesn't it sounds
1: harmless. it does it sounds like, like slap on the wrist and' that's kind dangerous
0: of. for something like that to sound so harmless. Mm-hmm. anyway, I could go down a rabbit hole about that, but I feel I feel very educated on now that I know that it came from Lady Godiva's legend,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. so there you have it guys that is the the origin of the phrase um if you have anything that you have questions about corrections about please do write in
0: uh, oh yeah let us know any feedback you guys have or if Mm -hmm. you know a tidbit or a fact about something we've been talking about that we didn't catch let us know tell us we'll mention it on a future episode Mm
1: -hmm. we will do that
0: because y'all are smart cookies we want to know what you got going on Mm
1: -hmm. uh also make sure to follow us on social media we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Rhyme Reason Pod. Also, Gmail, rhymereasonpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, so we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Right, bye.